I'm sitting in the subway station. Manhattan is my destination. On that dirty train, each day I live is much the same, and I think, what can I gain living in this endless game? Homeward bound, I wish I was. Homeward bound, home to Jerusalem, home where my heart is lying, home where my destiny waits silently. Okay, welcome back, everybody. This is Egal Siegel here with our next edition of Homeward Bound. Uh, it's my pleasure today to welcome to our microphone uh, Rachel Berger. Rachel is the Director of Post Alias Services and Employment for Nefesh Benefesh. Rachel, how are you today? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, it's a pleasure. We're here in Givat Shaul in the beautiful offices of Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, Rachel, I do want to concentrate today on the employment picture here in Israel, just to give our listeners a general idea of what's happening with employment if people are going to be looking for jobs here and not staying on their jobs in the in the states or wherever people are listening to this uh, but I do want to spend just a couple of minutes um, speaking to you about the post alias services that you're the director of can you give us a, just a general description of what that means in terms of what Nefesh Benefesh does for the Olim that come with them to Israel oh my pleasure okay we have a team of five people who reach out to all the new Olim when they're here the first year of Aliyah and we have events. We have both social and content-based events. Social events are Tiulim, we have a trip going to the winery, we do it based on demographics, we have a Friday night dinner for young professionals, we have a wine and cheese event again for young professionals, we have an event um, coming up uh, Panapoli uh, on Hanukkah and we have constant events in order to create community for the Olim that come. You've left your communities in America now you're building communities here in Israel and one of the communities that do exist is the Olim community and uh, we have a ton of events for that. We also have content-based events. When you move to a new country there's a lot of information that you want to learn and understand. So we have events this month on taxes, driving in Israel, uh, understanding your pay slip, things of this nature and we do it throughout the year so that the Olim that come can really benefit and learn all the things they need to know and have a really great head start in living in Israel. Okay that sounds great. I mean it's interesting to me when you say the content-based uh, uh, events that you do. So isn't that something which is important? I mean, some of this stuff is important for the Olim to know before they come. So we have a webinar program on Sundays, and everybody is always welcome to join. This Sunday we have uh, one by e-teacher, which will discuss uh, Hebrew language. And last week we had uh, one geared to employment. But we have a webinar system where we're talking about these type of things as well, and people can orient themselves to this information before they make Aliyah. We also have an extensive website where many of these topics are discussed both in article format, video, and slide share. Okay, so the website, as we've mentioned many times already on our show, is nbn.org.il. Uh, all this information that Rachel just mentioned is on the website. Rachel has shown me um, in what's called the Aliyahpedia, which is the Encyclopedia of Aliyah, which is found on the website, uh, unbelievable amount of information, uh, at least 70 topics dealing with different employment opportunities and, and what people have to do in order to uh, 
become ready to, to work here in Israel. And besides that, all the information that everyone needs is really there at their fingertips. It's always nice for people, Rachel, to be able to speak to, uh, to human beings, <laughs> but if they can't, or if it's uh, easier for them to look through the website, uh, that's also available to them at nbn.org.il. Also, Rachel, I'm going to give out your uh, email address now. I hope you don't mind. I'm sure you get a few emails a day. It's Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, at nbn.org.il. Any questions for Rachel about the post-Aliyah uh, events that she's mentioned, people who are listening to this who may be already in Israel, you're welcome to join in any of the post-Aliyah events that uh, Nefesh Benefesh has. Okay, Rachel, let's get to the employment picture. I wanted to speak to you um, in this edition of Homeward Bound. We wanted to cover, I guess, the general employment uh, picture in Israel today. Um, if you can give us a, a little description of how easy is it to get a job, how difficult, is it better than America? A lot of people are saying that things are better here now uh, in terms of finding a job, finding employment than they are in the States or in other countries. What, what's your perspective on this after working in this for eight years, is it? Ten years? Sixteen years. Okay, that's a, you see, I just, uh, okay. <laughs> so what's your perspective on it? So you're right, I've been here 16 years and there have been ups and downs, the times that the economy has been uh, slow and times that the economy has been uh, really uh, moving along. And now we're in one of those times where the economy is generating a lot of jobs. There was just an article in Haaretz, one of the main newspapers in Israel, uh, discussing about how uh, many jobs are generated in Israel. And uh, and that's very true. If you go onto our LinkedIn or Facebook pages, we have Nefesh Benefesh on LinkedIn, uh, and we also have Nefesh Benefesh Jobs on Facebook. You will see that weekly we post 200 brand new jobs that are unique for English speakers. These are companies that Nefesh Benefesh has created a relationship with. We have 2,200 companies that we are in touch with. 2,200 companies? 2,200 companies. Based in Israel. Based in Israel. Wow. Throughout the country that come to us and tell us about their job openings, and they are looking for English language professionals. So if you ask me, are there jobs, I'll tell you are there jobs. But sometimes people ask me, is it easy to find a job? So... That is something that um, a person has to think about. What is their skill set? How are they packaging themselves? How are they attractive to the employer? Why should the employer hire them? Jobs aren't something that a person can just get if you don't have something to offer your employer. And I think that's where a lot of the crux of the uh, discussion is in that if a person has a decent skill set, and it can be anything. I've helped people become uh, painters and gardeners, and I've helped people become mobile application programmers. It depends who you are and what you want to do. I've had somebody come to me who was um, a an ish a person who was a teacher, a Rebbe, and he said, look, I can only get part-time work as a Rebbe, and I have four kids at home. What what should I be doing? And I said to him, well, are you, are you excellent at Gemara? And he said, yeah, I am. I said, and are you a person who can really sit and study and work very hard? He said, yes, I am, but I'm not, I'm not, it's not working for me to be uh, an educator 
here. Was it a so language said, barrier he had? He no, he just wasn't a good teacher, <laughs> which was fine. It's okay to love Torah, but not necessarily be a good teacher. Okay. And we talked about, since he had a, a brain that was working on logic, and he was somebody who can sit and study, and he could work very hard. We talked about taking a course and learning how to be a programmer, and he found funding from the Israeli government to take this course. And after a year where it was very difficult because he was also trying to make a living as well as taking this course, he found work. And he wrote me a beautiful letter that said, this has been a real difficult year, but now I have a way to make a living that will be successful long term. Okay, so this is an important point. I'm glad you brought up this story because obviously, first of all, I think our listeners would be should be encouraged by this story because it's obvious that Rachel and her staff are there to help people like this Rebbe and anyone else in terms of guiding them if if uh, for whatever reason that their chosen profession is not exactly what they can do here in Israel that uh, to give them the guidance to find the right thing to do which is obviously very important I think what I want to touch on though is uh, just to start off people who are coming with a specific skill set and they want to use that skill set for whatever reason this is what they want to do whatever they're doing now is what they want to do here um, how difficult is it for them here? It's not so. I mean, for the most part, within each track of those professions, uh, generally there is a path you follow and you find a position. You know, we referred to the 70 different professions that are on the website. So if you're an accountant and you're a CPA and you do tax, we give you the companies and the Olim who came before you as mentors and generally you're going to find something within a short period of time and you will have a job within your field. If you're an actuary, we give you the names of our actuaries made Aliyah before you and one of them is going to end up hiring you. And I can go down the list of 70 professions that we have here and for the most part um, it's a transfer. Again, you have to think that's going to take you a month or two to land something. You have to be interviewed, you have to find a position, but for the most part it's a, a, a pretty easy um, passage from one to the other. Where there are difficulties are things like if you're a lawyer, so you sometimes need to take a test, or you need to learn Dine Israel if you are going to try to be an Israeli lawyer. Okay. So some of those things, you know, you have to um, transfer and adjust within your degrees. If you're anything in the medical professional professions, you need to take a test um, and you need to get your license here in Israel. Okay, without going, I mean, without going to specific uh, jobs right now, which is part of what we're going to do here in Homeward Bound on an ongoing basis, is be speaking to Rachel and her staff and possibly others who are already in the fields that we want to discuss about specific fields. Um, let's take a like just take a, a side a, a side route for a second, a tangent, and talk about the Hebrew language. Uh, one of the things that we uh, obviously as Nefesh Benefesh concentrates on bringing Olim from North America and from England. So these are people who are English speakers. I've gotten questions myself as being an Olaf for eight years now. How much is Hebrew important, and how much it's not important? Um, I know the answer I would give, but I want to hear from you. If uh, I know that when we made Aliyah. So we knew that for our children, it would be easier for them to learn the language because they're younger, it's easier for them, they'll be soaking in it in school, they'll be totally, uh, to totally involved with it, so it would be e easier for them. The question is, how important is it for the older, the adults, the, uh, the older children, let's say uh, post-college, whatever it is, someone who's coming, how important is it for them to have 
a basic working knowledge of Hebrew when it comes to employment as opposed to going to the Makolet. Okay. <laughs> so I think that each person has their own individual tracks, meaning there are certain professions. There are English language professions. If a person is going to work as a content writer, if a person is going to work uh, as a marketer or in sales towards the United States or outside of Israel, where English is really the desired tongue and what they want is for you to be able to communicate in English. Uh, and then Hebrew is not going to be as necessary. There are also jobs that are not necessarily verbal positions. A person who's a landscaper who comes and is your gardener. What difference does it make? You're not having a conversation with him. If you have somebody who's an appliance repairman, he has to be able to fix your appliance and tell you how much it costs. He does not have to give you Bialik uh, analysis on uh, different poems in Hebrew or tell you the root of a word, the shoresh of a word. But uh, there are jobs where it is essential that you have Hebrew language skills. Anybody who wants to work in banking or finance when I send very highly qualified professionals to people in the banking industry, the first thing I get back is what are their language skills. Uh, they need to be able to sit in meetings, they need to be able to communicate. I have a friend who is doing very well in Israel and she um, is working now at one of the top companies and she has a very senior position because she uh, is someone who ran companies and um, the company is paying for her ulpine because they said, listen, you're the only person who doesn't speak Hebrew and we want to run our meetings in Hebrew. And even though we know you're struggling, we're sitting here all in our broken English because you aren't speaking Hebrew. So yeah, she got the job because she had really amazing qualifications. At the end of the day, um, her colleagues would really like to be able to speak with her in the language of the land. There's another reason that we stress Hebrew and Hebrew abilities. And it's not only about employment, right? One of the things we talk about is post-Aliyah and post-Aliyah services. When a person comes to Israel, they might want to consider totally integrating within the Israeli environment, and we have people who have done that. Dove Lipman today is a member of Knesset. You know, jobs like that need Hebrew, so... <laughs> so you would think, yes, you would think that. So... The thing is, if you want to be in a situation where you, as a person who is considering Aliyah, or perhaps you've made that decision to come on Aliyah, but you're saying to yourself, I'm going to be leaving my community in America where I was a leader, where I had an impact, where I was a community organizer, and now I'm going to go to Israel and I don't have language abilities. And because I don't have language abilities, now I can't... Um, proceed and move forward so that that is something that could really take away from you and why should we do that that's not necessary the bottom line is if you spend a little time and you invest in learning the language you can also be a community leader here in Israel you can also be someone that impacts there's somebody named Neil Handel who made Ali on the 80s who's on the Israeli Supreme Court Right. That can right. happen. That can happen to you. Okay. So what we're what we I think what I'm hearing from you, and we're speaking to Rachel Berger, the director of Post Aliyah Services and of Employment here in Nefesh Benefesh. Um, what I'm hearing, Rachel, is that Hebrew language is something which is obviously important. It's important if you 
Uh, speaking from the employment standpoint, it's important if you want to continue a sp specific career in a specific field which requires it, that's without question. But also it can help, it can help in terms of enhancing just uh, your, your general life and your, your lifestyle here in Israel. However, based on the beginning of our conversation, there's no question that there seems to be enough English language based professions um, and employment opportunities here in Israel that someone should not use that as the reason that they're not going to make Aliyah. Is that what you're uh, saying? Yes, 100%. Okay. And also Hebrew is one of those things that might come with time. And as there are people who have language difficulties and they cannot pick up another language. But there are people also who are just um, reticent or shy to pick up another language, but they, they really do have the ability to do so. And with a little bit of effort, it's something that can happen for them. Okay, so let's talk about uh, specific steps uh, that we want to take. In other words, um, if someone is thinking of making Aliyah, and obviously employment is something which is important to them, what steps should they be taking in the pre-Aliyah process when it comes to employment? What should they be doing? Okay, so step number one, research your career. Meaning, whatever it is you do, if you're a physical therapist, if you're an accountant, if you're in sales, whatever it is you do, I welcome you to our website. And if it's um, things that are not on our website, we had a nice young lady yesterday who emailed us and she would like to be a flight attendant for El Al. We do not have an article for flight attendants on El Al. Um, but whatever it is, be you know, start to look into what is your profession and what are the needs in Israel. The second step is get onto, even though you're not doing this tomorrow, get onto our job board. I think it's quite impressive to see the different types of jobs that are out there. And if you join us either on LinkedIn or on Facebook, you will get the updates of the different jobs. And when your job is featured, you're going to feel like, oh gosh, this is something that is totally doable for me. Okay, so for someone who's not familiar with LinkedIn or Facebook, which is probably maybe one or two people in the world today, uh, can you tell us again on LinkedIn, what's it called? It's, you go on LinkedIn.com, L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N.com, and you search for the Nefesh Benefesh group. And we're the only one. There's only one Nefesh Benefesh uh, job group there. Um, I think there's a Nefesh Benefesh Go North group for anybody interested in Go North. Uh, but we have those jobs that are there, and you will have access to the jobs. Don't forget, you'll also have access to the employers, because the employers, many of them, uh, will post directly. Oh, they'll post directly on the LinkedIn group. Correct. That's good so to know. That means that you can talk to a recruiter right there by just searching for them. And on Facebook, we are Nefesh Benefesh Jobs. And what happens is this will just give you a sense of what the jobs are. But the third step, and this is probably a key, very important step, is write an email, and we get about um, 40 of these a day, to employment at nbn.org.il. Again, employment at nbn.org.il. And write and say, hi, I'm interested in Aliyah, and it doesn't have to be something you're doing this year, and it doesn't have to be something you're doing next year. And you can be a college student just starting out, and you can be a grandma whose kids moved over, and you're thinking of coming over, okay? You could be a musicologist, you could be an accountant, you could be um, a nail specialist. It, it Really, we do every single profession. Write to us, tell us a little bit about yourself, 
and ask us for advice and one other thing that we do is offer mentors let me tell you a little story because these stories absolutely move me to tears we have about um, 2,000 Olin who are part of our mentoring program these are people who made Aliyah before you they came anywhere from 1948 to now because they're not only Nefesh Benefesh Olim they're people who came at any time and uh, and are here and they come from an Anglo country and they have offered to help New Olim and I have one such person who is an architect and I know that when I send him an architect it's not that he's going to speak to them on the phone for five minutes or ten minutes but he sits with them and he has meetings with them meeting after meeting and he will try to talk to all of his contacts and see if he can land that person a job and get them their first job and he will tell them in architecture you do need Hebrew he will check their Hebrew and see if he can squish them in when he sets up an interview for them he sits there and he he coaches them in the interview now I must stress this person's a volunteer this is not part of their day job but they do this because they believe in you and they believe in Aliyah and they believe in Olim and uh, they believe in Eretz Yisrael and that's why they do it and they do it it's and they unreal. ask to do it and it's really unreal I have people who when they find a job tell me I would like to be a mentor now I got an email like that yesterday hi I'm a recruiter at HP I remember you when I was your Bache Root many years ago I'd like to help you help Olim okay and these are people that you have access I mean I'll tell you a great story I sent a girl a nice young lady once who was an actuary to somebody and um, he calls me up he says so listen she's really lovely you think she'd be a good shit up for my son <laughs> <laughs> so you see that Nefesh Benefesh is not only not only involved in matchmaking when it comes to employment uh, but other ways as well uh, we're here with Rachel Berger director of post Aliyah services and employment Nefesh Benefesh, those of you who have been listening until now have seen uh, the tremendous breadth of uh, knowledge that Rachel herself has, and you can share in that knowledge by going to the website at nbn.org.il, look up the Aliapedia uh, under Employment and Resources, I believe it's called. Um, and also, as Rachel mentioned before, there are also webinars available uh, about employment, about other issues that are going on in Israel, which you can check out on the website as well. Uh, tremendous resources, the website, and it's something where I think part of what uh, people should be doing as they're going through the process of figuring out what kind of job they want here, or if they can pursue the, their current uh, employment, if they can pursue that here, is by first and foremost looking at the website. If you want to do research into your profession, that's I think the first step that they should take is to check out the Nefesh Benefesh website. Um, just a, two more general questions, Rachel, before we wrap up. Number one is uh, if someone has a resume, uh, that kind of details what they are, what they have to offer. Is this something which uh, Nefesh Benefesh can take a look at and help sure. people? Okay, we do it all the time, and they are welcome to send it again to employment at nbn.org.il. Just tell us, you know, are you looking for the resume because you're looking for a job tomorrow? You're making Aliyah tomorrow. Are you looking to see if there are um, angles on this resume the way you want to present yourself? Because I had a really nice story yesterday of a guy who came to see me, and he was a logistics guy, but he wanted a job in corporate finance so I needed to talk to him about how he was going to present himself on this uh, resume that said hey give me a job in corporate finance 
So we do all of that and we do all of that for you so that you will have the best chances of finding opportunities in Israel. Okay, great. So that's another uh, tremendous service that the uh, that the Post Aliyah Employment Department will uh, offer to you that you, they can check into your resume for you to see if it's uh, if it's something that could be worked on in terms of making yourself more marketable here in Israel. It's good to know. One of the things that was uh, when we made Aliyah eight years ago that was a fascinating thing to me was how many people were still working in the states and commuting or working over the internet. I wanted just to ask you. Um, is the percentage going down, going up, staying the same when it comes to people who are keeping their jobs in the States and, and traveling back and forth or working over the Internet? So I'd say it's about the same. And sometimes when some people come to us, we say, don't stay local, go global. Why on earth, if you have a specific skill set, should you only sell it to local people? Sometimes you can use um, the tools on the Internet to gain clients anywhere. There is absolutely no reason that your client base has to be limited to your local country. It needs to be limited to your local country if you are, say, a gardener, because you can't garden in Germany if you're living in Israel. <laughs> but on the other hand, if you are a tax accountant and you are um, going through uh, other people's taxes and it's all done on uh, your computer anyways and people are just sending you files, then you can offer the service not only locally but globally and we have a lot of people who come to Israel either they keep their job with them or they keep their client base with them uh, or when they come here we sit with them and if they have a specific skill set that we say okay in Israel you're gonna have two clients in the United States you're gonna have 2,000 clients why don't we just try to get clients from everywhere and we have people that mentor other people and help them do this. This is not only for the service industry, it's also for the product industry. There's a lovely, lovely person who lives in the north who sells uh, bracelets online. And when I first met with her in the United States, she said, well, how can I make Aliyah? I um, have a business here. I said, tell me about your business. And she told me about this jewelry business. So she said, I said, do you ever see these bracelets? She says, well, no, not really, because I do drop shipping. I said, so what difference does it make? You could do your job in Florida. You could do your job in Maine. You could do your job in California. You could do your job in Israel. You have a whole distribution cent system on how you sell your bracelets. So if you want to go and do it in Carmiel, go do it in Carmiel. And that's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... So what you're saying is that the percentage, though, from what you see of commuters and people who are still, is, is pretty much the same as it was 10 years ago. Yeah, I would say that physicians commute a lot, but there are also lawyers that commute and whatnot. Um, is it something that, um, that Nefesh would uh, encourage, discourage, it depends on the profession, depends on the personal, like is this something where you encourage, do you try and encourage people to try and find something here first before you... Uh, I think each each individual is unique. You know, somebody once was talking to me about um, his job, and he in Israel is a corporate lawyer. And corporate lawyers are not known to slack off. The individual gets up at 5.30, um, you know, learns, I think, and then davens, and then uh, has a whole long day and doesn't come home until 9 or 10 o'clock at night because he's a corporate lawyer and he's very successful 
and that's the way this job rolls you know it's not a teacher for for five or six or even seven hours and then you're marking papers but in your home and you have to consider sometimes what's the difference meaning basically you know you're just sleeping in your house you're not really involved in the other things it's you have to take each person's individual journey and just judge it for what it is uh, we have a nice bunch of olim that started companies in Israel and because they have done so they have to travel on a regular basis outside of Israel even though their salary and company is Israeli based but they have to market their stuff outside so they might not be commuters but they're they're traveling right, right. you know there are people who are tour guides to Poland well that's one of those jobs that if you're yeah. a tour guide to Poland you can't do it from home so <laughs> so okay. you know those people also go so I really think that those are things you have to decide what your goal is um, with your profession some people want to keep their profession in the States they want to keep their Parnassa uh, coming in because they have a steady Parnassa and they might have an excellent Parnassa and more money is a good thing. Some people come to Israel and they want to work in Israel with Israelis and learn the culture and be a part of things that happen here and sometimes that might mean a different salary and they're okay with that because that's their goal. Okay, that's great. Rachel, thank you very much for your time and uh, I want to ask you the next time we get together to speak I think it's a good idea to go through careers that are hopping careers that uh, might be something that you know people look into our next time together be able to talk about that maybe concentrate on a couple of specific careers and as we go along uh, over the weeks that come we hope to be able to concentrate on specific careers specific jobs that people might be looking into and get more information from you about it this has been great thank you very much my pleasure uh, we've been speaking to Rachel Berger, Director of Employment and Post-Aliyah Services here for Nefesh Benefesh. Again, nbn.org.il is the website, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4-A-L-I-Y-A-H. This is Egal Siegel for Homeward Bound, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great week, everybody. Every day is an endless stream of disappointment, broken dreams. Day looks the same to me Assembly lines and factories And every stranger's face I see Reminds me that I long to be Homeward bound I wish I was Homeward bound Home to Yerushalayim Home where my heart is lying Home where my destiny waits silently for me Tonight I'll sing sad songs again Lament this world of pretend But all my words come back to me This life of mediocrity Like emptiness in harmony I need Hashem to comfort me Homeward bound I wish I was Where my heart is lying Home Where my destiny waits Silently for me Silently for me